Dance with me. Roll with me. Cover with me? That's right, it's a brand new episode of Cover Me, the only podcast that looks at the fucking songs, famous songs, and I was like, oh, is that Back to the Future, really? And then you go through the movie, you're like, oh yeah, I was there in the background, in the, in the malt shop. And then you go, there sure are a lot of versions of this song, let's talk about it. I'm joined as always by my, uh, my, uh, god damn it, my fucking Magnificent? Co-host. Magnificent, sure, my magnificent co-host. co-host. Alex Mildenberger. And it is early in the morning for me, so that's why I'm doing bad on this. It's just after 10 o'clock. Just after 10 o'clock in the morning, not at night. That would be even worse. But here we are, and we were talking about the song The Wallflower, brackets, Dance With Me Henry. Hey, baby, what do I have to do? To make you love me too. You got to roll with me, Henry. All right, baby. Roll. By Etta James. Or brackets, roll with me, Henry. Or just dance with me, Henry. Or just roll with me, Henry. I mean, the original's called the Wallflower Brackets Dance with Me. Henry. It wasn't the original. The original was Roll with Me. And you know what? I will look at it right now. Okay. And if it is, if you are right, because the lyrics are different, I will she kill only myself on air. She only says roll. Oh shit, you're right. It's actually brackets, aka roll with me, Henry. That's because to technically, well, the 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 history here, I mm. believe, according to again Wikipedia, um, is that it was going to be called "Roll with Me, Henry," but that was too controversial. That was a little bit too spicy for 1955 when the song came out. Oh, because "Roll" is uh, so they it's changed like sexy window. It's like a well. Yeah, I think I think so. Well, I I think it was meant as a double entendre kind of like rolling in the hay kind of situation, but also, um, you know, I don't. I'm sure there are other meanings as well. Yeah, well, it's we'll, we'll probably discuss that uh, as the the um, Wikipedia article so uh, gracefully put it. The context is the dance floor. <laughs> oh, it has a nice little list <laughs> of the two things that the song is about. Yeah. Um, which do you have it up? I do not. I I can pull it up here. Um. So this is an interesting song to talk about because it's one. It's a, a a genre that nobody I think really thinks about anymore. I guess genre might not be the right word. It's an answer song. Well, we have like um diss tracks and 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 beefs. Yeah, that, that are maybe. But yeah, so kind well, of in the same like, vein. I but... looked at the article for uh. Fuck it, take me to fucking genius. I don't need to know the lyrics for this song. I need to know other things. But here we are. Here we are. You got the it? song is a dialogue between Henry and the singer. Then yep. a list with two bullet points. Bullet one. Hey, baby. What do I have to do to make you love me too? Second bullet point. You've got to roll with me, Henry. End list. The context is the dance floor. <laughs> so that's an interesting way of putting the it. The context is the dance floor. <laughs> Oh my god. So this, yeah, this is an answer song. It's a response to the uh 1950 something hit. 50 I don't know. 1950 I didn't write the year down. Of course, it Work with Me Annie by Hank Ballard. Ballard? Ballard. I like Ball Ballard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Ball's Hard. A song inspired by the song 60 Minute Man uh by the Dominoes, which people may recognize from the smash hit blockbuster game Fallout 4. Uh-huh. And it was this was this song that song was actually banned from radio by the FCC for being too horny. And this song, it sounds like wasn't played a lot on 
on on the radio because it was considered a little bit controversial. Yeah, it, I believe just because of uh, well, it was it was a hit until it was sang by a white lady. <laughs> then it became a hit. Although what, no, it was a hit. I don't know all the uh, all the specifics, but. That was my understanding, was that there was some controversy of this song. That, and, that's, of course, they changed the name. Well, yeah. so you can't just talk about Roland all the time. Not on, not on public radio I guess waves. I, should, I guess I should mention, um, we, we brought up Back to the Future before. That's kind of uh, the big reason we're doing this song right now. Is it, right now is kind of the time of year that Back to the Future occurred or was set. Uh, yeah, it's late October, to... late October to early November, depending on the movie. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of <laughs> that was my. So what this puts anyway. us in the range of what the third one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, the best one. The best one. Uh, the only one with ZZ Top in it. That's true. So, so this song does play in the background of of one of the scenes in the in the movie, and it's on the soundtrack, which is why I. Which is why we picked it. Yeah. So, like I was saying, this is a an answer song or a response song or answer record. So let's get it's a song made an answer to an, another song. And if you if you listen to "Work with Me, Annie," it's a, like it's a basic twelve bars blue, twelve twelve twelve, 12 bar blues, bar blues rhythm or structure, and it's pretty much lifted. That progression's lifted, um, like whole cloth. For this yeah, it sounds song. like the same. The melody is basically the same. And the work with me, Annie is apparently credited with like forming like a big formative song for rock and roll. So way to go, work with me, Annie. And Etta James is actually in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Is it the Grammy Hall of Fame? She's in, I think, a couple different Hall of Fames. She's been around. She's a Hall of Famer. She's she's a big name in terms of of like jazz singing and stuff like that. I believe similar. The one the the one that I noticed is California Girls, the 2010 hit by Katy Perry featuring Snoop Dogg, was a response to Empire State of Mind by Jay Z featuring Alicia Keys. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that at all. So, so I it's think still they happening. used to be more uh, like obvious, right? Like okay. in terms of this one, it's like, oh, it's specifically like, hey, this is a song. The name is a thing that I say to someone, and the name of this other song is the response specifically to the song title. Yeah, That's exactly. Pretty clear what's happening. Whereas these ones, you kind of have to dig. You have to know the background. You have to. And weirdly Bless enough, there's him. a song called Me and Mr. Jones uh, by Amy Winehouse, which is a res- response to me and Mrs. Jones and not Mr. Jones and me by <laughs> Counting Crows. Or any of the various other songs called Mr. Jones. Is there a lot of songs called Mr. Jones? I think I that know at sense. least one other one. I'm not going to think about it too hard now because we're uh, doing something else. Oh, man. This I got, is what's I, important. I got to not be knees deep, <laughs> knees deep in uh, looking at answer songs. Sweet Home Alabama was Leonard Skinner's response to Neil Young's Southern Man. I did know that. And Alabama. I did know that. Because he says, like, he, I I guess, talks a little shit about about Alabama. Oh, I Um, guess Major Tom coming home. Sorry. Yeah. Finish yours. Oh, yeah. He says some some things about Alabama that I guess they didn't like. And they said, whatever, you know, we like Alabama. So I won't comment on that because I don't know a lot about Alabama. But uh, they disagreed with uh, Mr. Young. Oh, back in the USSR was a response song to Chuck Berry's back in the USA. I don't even know back in the USA. Nor do I. And California Girls by the Beach Boys. How do you get to be a response song to two different songs? California Girls. All right. 
You've, you've made a strong case, Alex. So, yeah, that's that's answer songs for you. They exist in a wide variety of different forms. This is probably the most obvious and plain. Um, as we talked about, the, the lyrics are sexual, for you know, for the 50s. Yeah, it's pretty veiled. Yeah. But, but it's there. I mean, she's a, she repeats, roll with me, Henry, roll right. with me, Henry, which, which, again, like, I've always said roll to be like, hey, let, like, Autobots roll out kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, like, yeah, let's roll. Like, let's like, like, let's roll. So, like, just like to be with someone, but also obviously rolling the hay, I think, is the other the other side. So like there is that. But she does talk about dancing, too, because she does sp- kind of specifically say. Because well, the context is the dance floor. Yeah, the context is the <laughs> dance floor. But she does tell him to get the lead out of his feet. And, and you got to get some dancing. I got to look at the. <laughs> you got to look at the lyrics. Because, yeah, the original, the work with me, Annie, is basically I mean, like, how can I get my bone on? And this is the response. She's like, she got to be good at dancing. Or at least, uh, here we go. Yeah. But she does say, um, feel that boogie beat, get the lead out of your feet. That's the line I'm thinking of. That's right. Um, she does say that. How did you forget which, it? has the awoos before know, it. Awoo, ooh, 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 et cetera. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Just trying not to burp into the mic. <laughs> Sweet. So, um, but other than that, there's a lot of, I mean, talking about cats? 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 Cats as in people, though. Cats are people. Ah! I was cats like, Cats people. the Musical. They're cool cats, and they're ballin'. They're, do they use the word ballin'? Yeah. The cats Shit. are ballin'. Oh, now, like B-A-W-L. Well, no. It, well, that's not what it says in the lyrics here. Really? <laughs> I, I'm not actually sure exactly what that line is. Hang because on. We, we have said ballin' <laughs> in, you know, various contexts over the years. Um, I, it, it's possible that it's, it's a mis-transcription. Uh, yeah. Improper transcription. Because you could say cats, as in actual cats, balling, like with a W. And that mm-hmm. would be a sound I would expect a cat to make. Well, the cats are balling. Of course, rap genius has nothing for me on this. <laughs> it is rap genius originally, right? It's not just genius. Um, I used to only know it for rap. I have I'm, no idea. I'm hip and also cool. I don't know. Well, the cats are... Yeah, it says balling. But... <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe that term has been around for longer <laughs> than term, we thought. Does the term balling go that far back? <laughs> That doesn't make no sense idea. to me at all. And every time they do it in every song, that's always when like the backup vocalists jump in and make oh, oh. dog noises. <laughs> yeah. Or at least that's yeah. So and then of course it's intermission and a Bennett, so like you better hurry it up. Better get with it, Henry. Right. Dance with me. And of course dancing as like kind of, but not really, but kind of uh extended cultural metaphor for sex. Well, I think yeah, because you show off your sexual prowess on the dance floor. There's two ways I know to show off your ch- sexual prowess. That's dancing and eating those chicken wings with two bones and sticking your tongue between the two bones. Mm. That's the, the only move. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and buddy, I am out there on Wing Wednesday <laughs> with a vengeance. Yeah, those uh, those uh, drumettes make me a little uncomfortable. Can't <laughs> even touch the A little things. too phallic for me. Oh, boy. Sometimes when, you know, like, eating the, the, the two-bone one isn't working, I grab the drumette, and kind of like, mm. you know, I'm like, look at this. Yeah, put them close together. Like, you haven't even had a single drink. Why are you this awful? <laughs> get them get Also, all wings excited. are full price, so you don't buy a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah, I think dancing has always been a sort of, like, analog for sex 
it it is something that is used a lot that's for sure um of course i realized recently that i mostly only dance with my family and i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) that's not like too deep into that one i suppose i'm just gonna not think about it and then have a good time so uh the original piece here has uh two singers Primarily, yes. it's Etta James, it's got, but we get the dialogue like yes. we talked about. And the fir- like the very first section, there's a sort of call and response thing going, yeah. dance with my hand, Ray. And so on. And then it comes in again at the very end. Yeah. For the middle part, it's just Etta James. Yeah, and at the very end, it actually sounds like they're like kind of more into each other, so it takes on more, I'd say, sexual overtones. And she has a few other lines, because at the beginning part, all she ever says is like, you gotta... Um, roll with me over and over again and then in the last last verse she actually has the like i ain't teasing better stop your freezing if you want romance and you better learn some dancing which actually disappears for quite a while that verse is used in that version and then mm-hmm. doesn't come back again to some of the more modern covered versions that we're going to talk Wrong. about um we, uh, there were i mean we didn't talk about a lot so maybe it does happen in between but there are some reasons that i will talk about that i think maybe it didn't yeah well i think yeah when we get into the the first cover we'll talk about mm-hmm. georgia gibbs version we'll see kind of why some diverge um yeah this one's got a kind of do you call that a boogie piano when it's like the chords it's definitely but like very, rhythmic yeah um it definitely like the rhythm really comes from the piano it's like to me, pretty rock and rolly. Yeah. Uh, from that era, well, definitely. Yeah. When like there really was a lot of that rhythm piano playing, and it's kind of going the whole time. Yeah, it's again like the original, the the version, the the song that this song is answering is like called one of the foundational songs of rock and roll. And I believe it. Yeah. So it was it, definitely early in that time, you know, rock and roll's life. Yeah, exactly. Where rock and roll is pretty much twelve bars blues, but. 12 bar blues. I keep <laughs> fucking this up. But with, like, you know, more aggressive instrumentation. Yeah, so this one has a saxophone solo. Yeah, it's got some brass in here. I don't want to forget that. Some sax. Because uh, that's important. Saxophone solos are always important. It's featured in Back to the Future and Sister Act. Ooh, I haven't seen Sister Act. Or Sister Act 2. Return to Sister Act. Return to Sister Act. <laughs> Sister Act. Sister Act. Sounds like a, a sci-fi planet. It does. I'm actually surprised this isn't, or like the the work with Manny isn't featured in a Fallout game, if we're being honest. Well, who knows? Maybe I mean, soon. yeah, maybe maybe soon, but... Maybe the royalties are too high. So what do you think of the song? I like it. It's a fun, like, piece. It, like, it's from the 50s, so it leaves at the three-minute mark, and that's... Yeah, it's 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 a quick song. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun time. Good little saxophone solo. And obviously, I guess it was somewhat important if it's uh, remembered yeah, to it's... this day to be featured in a in a movie that throws back to the 1950s. Exactly. Even if it is like very not in the prominent 80s. in that. It's almost funny that like this song is more closely related with a, a foundational rock and roll piece and they chose to go with Chuck Berry. Right. But they're like they're like this is the moment Which, rock and roll was made. Moment. Also a very foundational yeah. rock and roll piece. <laughs> we are referring to, of course, the end of Back to the Future where they play Johnny Be Good. Yeah, and but they're already that already playing Marty rock McFly, and roll on the air in a malt shop. <laughs> and imply that Marty McFly in, invented it, rock and roll by way of a time um thing. By way of what's theft, the word? Time paradox. Paradox. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Dockers, those are a type of 
Are they pants or are they shoes? It's a brand. It's, I think maybe both. Do they make? Because then you'd be like, yeah, I got a pair of Docs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's move. Let's. Uh, do you have anything else to say about? No, the I think that's version? all I have to what say do you about think? the original. Do you like version? this song? Yeah, this is the version um, that I kind of heard first because it was on the soundtrack. Right. Even though there's another version that we're not going to talk about today that sounds fucking exactly the same that I thought was the version on Back to the Future for a while. <laughs> And then realized it wasn't, and realized there was no reason to talk about two songs that were almost identical. They were so close. Uh, I literally said they were too close for this show, and that's saying something. Because, yeah, we talked about, you know, Witchy Woman. It'll be two weeks ago after when this Ooh. one comes out, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one with a lot of fucking So, similar. it was fucking identical. Okay. On to the next one. All right, yeah. So, we got uh, George Gibbs, also 1955. Hey, baby. What do I have to do to make a hit with you? You gotta dance with me, Henry. All right, baby. Dance with me, Henry. With uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Is that that deep vocals. voice? Yeah. Oh, man. It's so deep. A, a deep voice that could only come from a man named Thurl. <laughs> oh, Thurl yeah. Ravenscroft. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even bother looking up anything else about it because I saw the name and I was like, that's enough. That's all anyone needs to know. That's all I need to know. So the um, uh, he's got a deep voice. His name Thurl. Thurl. T H U R L. Wow. I didn't even know that was a name. I didn't even know that was a name. It's quite a name and quite a voice. Um, this song she kind of says Henra. Henry. Henry. Dance with my Henry. Henry. Which I guess they kind of all say it a little bit like that. That was just something yeah. I wrote down because I noticed it more. Well, yeah. When we get to what's his face, fucking Chubby Checker. I'm pretty oh, sure he chubby. says Hendry. Oh, I wrote that too. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, this is uh, so this, this is, is the, the pop version. The pop version, which I can't really appreciate the difference that much. Yeah, it seems pretty damn similar to me. Um, but they did change the lyrics. Did they? Um, they did. She doesn't say uh, roll every time. Oh, okay. Because so sometimes she says, she says dance. roll with me, Henry. But now she says um, dance with me. What is it? Swear to God. Dance with me, rock with me, talk to me, dance with me, better dance with me while the music goes on. Okay, yeah, yeah, So she does actually change up the lyrics, Mm -hmm. and that change um, actually, um, they basically stick with it for a lot of the cover versions as well. Yeah, well, it seems to me that this version became the popular version of the song. It does seem that way. It was uh, most played on jukeboxes in May of that year. Oh, it's yeah, a little fun fact. 1955. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, and it's so it's it's for the pop market, which I can't help but notice. Maybe I don't know what I can't say a lot about the racial divide in 1955, but it seems like a white person covered this and then it took off. I that wouldn't surprise me. Um, quite honestly, uh, but I don't I I don't know. But I think I could. I, that's what I would guess too. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, the lyrics they take out the like "roll with me" and are more explicitly "dance with me." Right. So. Um, it's and I less think sexual. that's maybe like it's would be considered a little less sexual. And she technically changed the title to "dance with me, Henry." That's right. Instead of, I mean, the wallflower, aka roll, with aka Henry. roll with me, Henry, and I don't really know what the titling was at the time. Yeah, it sounds like they just changed it to the wallflower, but now we have brackets, roll with me, Henry, oh, or whatever. Henry. Yeah, is brackets a like a record company decision, or is it? I an... don't know. I I'd probably go either way. It probably used to be. That's I would say it probably used to be a mm. record company thing, and then 
because it got used, people would use it. Right. Like artists would use it themselves. So that's you, my guess. That's completely a guess. Are I have you no supposed idea. to use both when you say the title, or do you use one or the other? Um, I like to say brackets. Me and too. Then, <laughs> and then the thing in the brackets. I also do hand motions. I always have to physically show the brackets. So, I mean, you have to be clear, or people aren't going to know. Um, it's, yeah, I... I, th- I feel like you can do whatever you want. You don't need to say what's in the brackets. I know, but, but you it, can, like it and it's more incomplete. fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do, I do, uh, I do say the brackets personally. Because if I told somebody I was listening to the Wallflower, I would, it would, it actually it irritates me even just now. Yeah, I don't saying... usually call it the Wallflower. Yeah. But this song. Brackets roll. This song. <laughs> brackets roll. <laughs> <laughs> Got it out. <laughs> <laughs> This, so yeah, this song is a little bit different. It has a has a little piano break, so the, it doesn't have the same rhythmic piano throughout. Right. But it has like one section where she goes a roll, a roll, a roll. Oh yeah, and it sounds it really a sounds. Roll. And that part <laughs> sucks, and no one does it after this because it sucks. It sucks hard, and she puts such a hard emphasis on the H. Hero. That doesn't exist. Hero. Hero. I was listening to this morning. I was like, is she Hurrah. saying hero? Like, is this racist? Hero. 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 So that part kind of sucks. Uh, no one does it. I, I feel like it was... M- uh, it, it feels like a rap verse to me. Like, it, it didn't need to be there. It's it's kind of a break. So, I, it, But it doesn't feel to me like you can dance to it that well. No. So maybe... like I, I'm trying to... Even like old school dancing. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels awkward to me. And Maybe future like, versions take it out and do other stuff, which I think is a great idea. A good move, yeah. This is de- like it's. Uh, I really do like Thrill Ravenscroft's like deep ass voice. Yeah, that's that's it's probably too, the best I, part about it's this. Just version. there at the start. Um, what else? Are, it's is he sounds like another song that I know from Fallout. He's got that same deep voice. I cannot pinpoint I what song it is. No, it's not no. the Ink Spots. It's uh, it might even be like Sixty Minute Man. I don't fucking know for sure. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could help you there. Unfortunately, I can't think of anything. Um. Yes, this version is, I guess, poppy for the time. It was popular at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, we brought this up before the divide between popular music versus pop music. And yeah. does that mean anything? What does that mean? What does it mean? Um, I don't know. This one had a more like the end of this one is like kind of showy. Oh yeah, she's the it big vocal fan. Yeah, the music goes on. Or not the music, you know, whatever. So, yeah, so, yeah, is that whatever. It? I think that might be it. Yeah. So the goes on. And then yeah, it, that 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 finish will be copied several times. Yeah. As we'll see, but yeah, it's uh. But I, the, I mean, it's it's a f- decent. It's, it's a, fine. It's, it's it, fine. It's hard to evaluate some of this old stuff where it's like genres that don't really exist like anymore it just kind of sounds like an old song yeah even the vocal style like how they sing is not commonly seen and it's not something you can bra- bra- drag into the modern world like yeah without just sounding like you're trying to be an old time yeah singer. like a throwback thing yeah and we're gonna see that exactly um and I mean, they stripped out the saxophone solo to put in that break, which was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge knock against this version. Yeah, straight up. Like if we're comparing this right up to the the original version, I think the original has more like spirit in it. It's got better instrumentation. It's like honestly, if they could take Thrill Ravenscroft and throw him into the first <laughs> into one, the I first think it'd one? be perfect. Mm. Well, yeah. I love that voice. <laughs> uh yeah, it's a uh, it's a very like polished, cleaned up version. It's a 
It's like a Ken doll. It's like they erased the genitals and polished it. <laughs> sure. They definitely erased the genitals. <laughs> they, did, they did erase the genitals. <laughs> um, so we got a bunch from 1955. I we wanted to talk think. about those two immediately. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the uh, dates on this one are a little loose. Yeah, we were, we were having trouble finding very specific dates. Uh, for a lot of them. Well, what's coming up next? What do you um, want to talk about let's next? see. I've got Chet Atkins next up. Sure. On the list. Let's talk about Chet Atkins. Uh, who's an old school. Uh, guitar player. Yeah. Sounds like he was a pretty big deal in like country guitar playing mm-hmm. circles. Um, I've never heard of him before. This is off of, we just took it off of a, or I found it on, uh, album of it, guitar pieces where he played hits, but it sounds like this is maybe from like 55, like recorded right away. Yeah. It's, like, yeah right. I assume after the, the Georgia Gibbs version, which was the sort of pop version, but I don't know because the, I believe the original version did have some success. Just maybe not with the, shall we say, mainstream. Yeah. Um, he's known as Mr. Guitar and the Country Gentleman. Oh. Two fucking rad-ass names. He's got a... So I listened to this one, and at first I was like, oh, this has that kind of like intermission vibe that I talked about in, uh, in fucking Witchy Woman with one of the instrumentals. Kind then of I like, realized, like elevator music almost? Yeah. What it sounds like is like it could be could have been in Fallout New Vegas specifically. Like on the instrumental. Yeah, like when not on the instrumental is there an track, instrumental but channel? they do play there's like a classical instrumental, but sometimes on just their your oh, regular radio station right, they right, play right. some instrumental pieces. Because it's a little more like he's a he's a country guitar. Yeah, player. it's all like boom 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 boom. Yeah, I believe that. It kind of has that feel to it. Um also this version at least the ver- the title I had with the wallflower brackets dance with me, Henry, which yeah. is a, a little bit of a, a mix up, but there's no lyrics, so you can't really tell what he's doing with it. <laughs> it's, yeah, I wonder which one he was thinking of. What he, so, I guess he has to be thinking of the original if he's putting the wallflower in the title. Maybe, but he also has the title from the remake, Dance yeah. with Me. Henry. So maybe both. Maybe he was on purpose being confusing because it didn't matter. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Guitar. I don't know here. how Chet is thinking. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this one is like it's it's pleasant. There's n- yeah. no 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 instrument but guitar until right near the end. Right, but uh, so there's a part because they do a call and response part. Yeah, is it? I I couldn't really tell if it was two guitars or just playing one guitar, it, just like high and low. Yeah, I don't over over octaves, know. and maybe it doesn't matter either because that's because well, like I've been you watching... could probably feasibly play it on one instrument. One instrument, yeah. Well, I watch. I've been watching recently a lot of videos of Lindsey Buckingham playing guitar, right? Who's an insane guitarist. I never actually watched him play. I like fucking YouTube some of that shit. It's unreal to watch because he does the rhythm and the melody like basically at the same time. That's and while, cool. While the rhythm is usually very simple. But right. like the fact that you're doing two parts at once, like know, that's why he's always got two guitarists replacing him. I know Mark Knopfler does that kind of stuff because yeah. I was watching some videos with him as well, okay. and he was kind of he's like, well, yeah, once you get a rhythm, then you can just like add a little bit of melody. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you can just add it. I love it. Like, yeah, just these fucking guitar legends. Like, well, it's easy. You do one thing, and, and then, then you, you do the other <laughs> thing. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> So, way to go, Mark. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's just Chet Atkins doing that, because he is Mr. Guitar. He is Mr. Guitar. He's a pretty good guitar player. Um, he does. He has also has a little solo in there. 
And uh, yeah, it's not like it's a nice little like like we said, kind of like I listen to it in the background. Yeah. Um, kind of I might hear it on the Weather Channel and not realize that it was actually like a prominent musician playing. I was yeah. Like, yeah, that's a like I could I could that's definitely an instrumental believe this version to be royalty free music. <laughs> so, but but uh, I'm sure the quality of guitar playing is high. I yeah, it's... I, I don't doubt that Mr. Guitar. Knows how to play guitar. Knows how to play guitar. I mean, you can't get that kind of nickname if you don't yeah. know how to play guitar. I guess it's worth noting that this song completely removes any sexual connotation. Oh, well, Even this one was totally, dancing. totally like, sterilized. This is, yeah, this is a sexless piece. So, Chet Atkins, I mean, decent playing, but you're, you're really whitewashing the past here, so. <laughs> it's not. That's not maybe, cool, you Chet. maybe went a little bit far, Chet. I don't know about the country gentleman. Maybe the cunt. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, Chet. Sorry, rest in peace, Chet. You died in two thousand one. Yeah, so sorry, Chet. We're just riffing, Chet. Please forgive us. Please forgive us. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say about this one. Should we yeah. move to? I got for nineteen fifty-five era. I've got yeah. the goons, and the I've goons. got Elder Barber. Yeah, let's talk about the goons. You got the dance with me, Henry. All right, baby. Jump with me, Henry. Hey, to me, baby. Rock with me, Henry. In the old time. Talk with me, Henry. I'll change my mind. Dance with me, Henry. All right, baby. Talk about the goons. Switch it up a little bit. Sorry, I moved away from the mic. Let's talk about the goons. Um, yeah, this piece is neat. This is this is a <laughs> comedy version. Yes. Um, this it takes about just over a minute to actually get to the song. There's kind of an intro yeah, where they like mumbling, do some old school um, like British comedy. Yeah, they read these are BBC guys. So, and this is a a, a radio show. These are some pretty it's a um, radio. I- so. <laughs> The the Goon Show, a, a radio comedy show, uh, from the from the fifties, and this is Peter Sellers, and Spike Milligan, and maybe why do I know the name Peter Sellers? Peter Sellers, um, he was in um, Doctor Strangelove. Okay. And yeah, he was yeah. in the the Pink Panther movies. He's a British comedian, right? Evidently, uh, and also Spike. Like these are British comedians. These these guys are like important in comedy history like english or oh, like it's british so the kind of shit you don't laugh at now but yeah so speaking of uh <laughs> i didn't find it like super funny like there's a whole part where he's like if we make this album we'll clean up and he's like oh i have a mop like yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know yeah it's a little it's a little dated I, I, but I'm yeah, sure I, it was I, hilarious it feels like i'm missing a visual element because there's all these like That's, yes crashes i, I, I wrote like is there it, it sounds like there should be uh like a, an associated video but it was a radio show so i'm yeah. pretty sure i couldn't find anything no i couldn't all i found was just like a picture of the record it was on on youtube and some so, guy being like fucking love this song i'm like okay like so i guess if you have if you're i don't know it we i like to think are a little bit funny <laughs> sometimes maybe maybe we're just not on this level it's yeah but i can i can definitely see that it was sort of old-fashioned comedy and i'm sure it was very funny at the time yeah well, it's these classic. are yeah these guys are like important in comedy history so but yeah there's a i mean there's a lot of stuff that really seems like a visual element would maybe punch it up a bit like there's some slapstick going on uh you can hear he gets one guy gets hit by a symbol at one point, I think, or at yeah. least there's a symbol sound, and I believe he gets hit by a symbol. Yeah, and maybe I just don't have the imagination to do radio comedy because I was raised on not that. Yeah, my but, eyes uh, need comedy, man. I can't. But like, especially physical comedy. Yeah, physical comedy. I feel like 
over the air. You know, like, it's think, hard to imply it. Exactly. That's, I, I'm just now thinking of the old Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series episode where it's like, it is implied I am punching you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best non-visible physical comedy I've ever seen. So, where it's like specifically calling out the the, yeah. the idea that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Arguably, though, this is one of the most ambitious cover versions in terms of instrumentation. There's a lot going on. It's like almost jig-ish. Like, yeah, we get whistling, we get fiddle. Yeah, there, yeah. There's violin. There's. I'm trying to think of. There's definitely. We get some cymbal kind crashes. Of bass. There's a cymbal crash. Um, there's a part where it cuts out, and I assume it's implied they're chasing each other around mm-hmm. the recording studio, and then they come back for the ending. Um, and they change up a few of the lyrics as well. It doesn't really matter that much, I don't think. Well, but he, they actually put it like they actually use the term wallflower, and I don't remember the line. Oh, it's like, yeah, oh, it, it comes and like, goes so quick. It's yeah. like, don't be a wallflower or yeah, something. Yeah, so like they that. actually put the term wallflower into the song "The Wallflower." So that's um, mm-hmm. that's a good move. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then there's like a kind of honky tonk type. Is that the word? piano yeah um it's it's when a piano sounds drunk right yeah and like kind of um i'm gonna say it kind of a little bit detuned yeah um, just like adjacent to notes plinky almost toy piano but it's full-sized right deal um i think and maybe a little soft yeah this one is uh... worn so yeah it's it's a neat version but it's it's hard to I mean, obviously, it's it's it was recorded as a joke. So it's not like, well, the voices, you know, weren't very good, but like they were putting on comedy voices. So. Yeah, it's yeah. So they did do something different. Is this more or less sexy than the original? This is the sexiest version of all. I think, like, because there was a lot of rough noises going on. I think that's very. You don't, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I, there's a few things that uh, can be implied easily and i think uh the uh sex raw sexuality yeah i of think this version we're, we're like the rough sex generation you know our our current era so i feel like yeah maybe hashtag this is... eating ass <laughs> yes <laughs> that's uh, that's our famous hashtag on the podcast <laughs> so uh, come at us with your most sexual version of this song with hashtag eating ass you know the one you like to eat the most ass too. For me, it's definitely the goons. Oh, by L- far. They put on their little cartoon Igor voices or whatever <laughs> the fuck it's supposed to be. It gets me raunchy. Mm. But yeah, this is a version that exists. I would say, like, we always get comedy fucking songs from years ago are always so fucking weird. Yeah. I'm thinking back to Wild Thing with the the, oh, s- yes, the yes, senator yes. tracks. The senator tracks. <laughs> and even Lord Horror with Cadillac Ranch done to Blue Monday. Like, sure, I guess so. I don't know. It's definitely, that one's a little more novel. The history of comedy and music is a strange Com- one. Comedy just <laughs> doesn't really have a long life a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's 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 so it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And sometimes music doesn't either. So combining the two makes a very very strange thing. Strange beast. Yeah. But uh, I, I can appreciate it. I think from a distance. Yeah. But I also can't see it because it's too far away. But I can hear it. You can't see it because there was no visual component. (laughs) Uh, That brings us into another song with no visual components, which doesn't matter, but that's my segue. (laughs) Elder Barber. Enrique baila conmigo. Vamos, Enrique. Vamos, bailemos. Oye la orquesta. Yo no me puedo con... Elder Barber. 
um, which I couldn't find a good year on this one because this one is actually in Spanish and it's called, let me see if I can say this. I'm trying to say, I, I, I don't speak Spanish. Baila Comingo Enrique. Here, now try with a little, little ra- put, put a little racist swing on that Oh, a little, little. Baila Comingo Enrique. All right. That's actually like the second one. <laughs> I think I'm racist. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe I am too. Fuck. Um, so what so is this th- one's in Spanish, mostly. Oh, because Henrique is... Enrique. Enrique. Is that Henry? I, I, it sounds close enough. Yeah, I guess. I believe it is. So this one is in ha- half in Spanish. Yes. First half. Um, the, the artist is, uh, is Spanish. They are from Argentina. from Argentina, but then I think we're based in Spain. Okay. Um, so I don't speak Spanish. You don't speak Spanish, really. Maybe no. like, I mean like... Como estas? Yeah, like bits and pieces here U- and there. Ule albano. I don't know if ue, I think ue is French. <laughs> So, um, se dice, uh, so I, Spanish. I don't know how much they had to change the lyrics because I I mean there are a few words that I recognize. I didn't put into Google Translate that probably wouldn't have helped. Yeah. Um but it's but it's it's definitely the same song. One thing that this one has mm-hmm. that doesn't come up that I don't think came up in any of the earlier ones is the like what I would call the jazz drums. They're like symbols right this one has that this one's got that so that's cool um but other than that she yeah it's it's in spanish and then she switches to english yeah. part way through very heavily accented english oh yeah very heavily uh, it's, it's funny that she takes on both parts and she sings both parts yeah. <laughs> which i don't know in her high voice like dance with me henry not me maybe <laughs> oh it's good it feels very low budget in that regard, Which, like, and I think that but, sings to me. Because, like, in the beginning, yeah. the response was played on the trumpet. Oh, which yeah. Which they could have kept doing that. <laughs> no. But they had to do the, like, low-rent, do-your-own-response version. <laughs> With no altering of your voice, which maybe was a good choice. But, oh, my God, yeah, that was fun. That was so, a, that's a fun part yeah, of this. Yeah, so that, was, that part was a little rough, but it was definitely... Def- this one sounded very old fashioned to me because of the like super high yeah, female super voice. High voice. And you gotta like it's a big brass section on this one. Mm, yeah. As yeah. opposed to having guitar and like there is, I think, an organ in the background. There is some light piano playing like yeah, very, I, didn't, I didn't write very that, light. Write, write anything down about that, unfortunately. But But yeah, you, so yeah, it's very like like you said, these jazz drums. So it's very old fashioned yeah. instrumentation. Um there's a vocal sort of intro, which I like right now can't remember. But she does a little like sing. She's like, woo, woo. Just, just like vocal. Almost. Yeah, it's almost like a, she's doing a warm up, and then they're like, right. "Okay, we're actually doing the track." She's like, <laughs> "We're <"Oops."> rolling." <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, one of the more interesting parts. This, this is a um, like an interesting version, I guess, for yeah. sounding somehow older. Yeah, she somehow older than the other versions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then yeah, she and the ending is similar to the Georgia. To Gibbs Georgia, version, yeah, she, does, she does a big the kinda, vocal kind of burst. <laughs> Um, so that's uh, and definitely Spanish. and, and the, sorry the lyrics I, I keep forgetting to mention the lyrics yeah lyrically this one is hard to tell but I believe follows the the Georgia Gibbs uh, right lyric yeah well that wouldn't be surprising given that the ending is so similar yeah I mean obviously the Spanish part I don't really know yeah but but the ending does does and, have and the, the I'll changes. be honest the Spanish part increases the sexuality of this one for me ooh it does I mean not quite to the level of, of not, not of the, the goons. goons. But this is, yeah, the little little bit of that. 
I have no idea what's going on. That really gets me going. Uh, yeah, it get, gets me aroused. <laughs> That's why I go to just like advanced math classes. Just, <laughs> just sit down. I'm like, hi, I'm done math since high school. <laughs> just leave with a just a fucking rowdy boner. And they're like, you can get the area under this curve. And you're like, oh, under the curve. Mm, talk to me about under the curves. <laughs> Mm. Hell yeah, baby! With this, we're gonna move into. Are we gonna move into the the Etta James cover? Of... Let's move into the Etta James cover of the Etta James song. Hey, baby, this is what you have to do to make me love you too. You got to dance with me, Henry. Dance with me, Henry. Rock with me, Henry. This yeah, is Etta James. Etta James, nineteen fifty-eight. The song a couple years later. But it's mostly a cover of um, the Georgia Gibbs version. Georgia Gibbs version. It has, it has the lyrical changes. And as I mentioned, the original has kind of an extra verse at the end. Yeah. That doesn't, isn't in the Georgia Gibbs version. And now is not in any of the other cover versions we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And is not in this version. And this is, like, this is shorter than the original by about like a whole it's minute. It's faster, though, too. Yes. She sounds she goes pissed on this At one. the beginning, she's like, hey, baby. <laughs> what do I have? And then she like goes into more of a regular voice, yeah. but like it's pretty, it's like pretty uh, gritty at the start. Uh, yeah, because I think she was mad. I like, like I would be that the Georgia Gibbs version was getting so much airplay, just for like lightly changing some words. I think I words. did read something about her not being happy about the cover I'd be version. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of a, a a cover of that version, a little faster. I thought this one was super dancey. This is a great. A great rhythm. Oh, yeah, uh, you get that fucking one, high thought. energy in there. Um, and she doesn't have any response this time. It's just no. her. But she doesn't try to, like, fake it out mm-hmm. with, with responding to herself or something, which I think was a good idea. Uh, yeah. She could, there's no backup vocals at all on this one. Yeah, not... Um, I don't think so. It's just her, and she's just, like... She really just, like, smashes out the song in two minutes. Yeah. Because I think she was um, just pissed and went to the recording studio and was like, like, fuck it. Threw it out. I'm going to cover your yeah. song and I'm going to do it better. And um, I think she did. I think she did. Yeah. So this one's still got a lot of horns. Uh, it's very dynamic. Yeah. Real, um, she, this is kind of something she does when she, at the end of the verses, when she goes, mm. roll on, roll on, roll. And it kind of sounds like she's trailing off and, like, moving away yeah. from the microphone. To me it sounds like she's like going back to dancing. So like this feels more like a song to me where she's like, yeah, we're dancing. And then she's dancing. She's like super into this dancing. She's like, you got to dance with me. Mm-hmm. See, look, I'm dancing. That's a very lively life. piece. Yes. And you got, like you said, you got the horns. They seem to go after each like phrase she does. Yeah. They kind of got staccato. Yeah. Horn, horn, horn things. So I guess that is the, the response more or less. Yeah. Um, uh, but which seems to be good. If you're singing by yourself, don't also sing the response. It doesn't it's, sound great. Unless you're, I think, shooting for a comical true, interpretation. True. I mean, I mean uh, nothing I is nothing think. is absolute. Yeah. Uh, so it's possible to do. But sorry, Elder Barber, it sounded a little weird it's, when you it's did it. Fucking odd. Um. And yeah, she ends this one with a just kind of roll on, and then there's like yes. a bit of and instrumentation. So it's mostly a cover of the Georgia Gibbs version. There's a few changes mm-hmm. she does change the lyrics up a bit because she says um like swing with me henry cling to me henry right uh which is a little bit different not super different but it does have that yeah and then she repeats the ooh oh oh we verse yeah. oh and yeah you ain't fooling me. me and you know getting the lead out of your feet and stuff and, um, yeah, and we- then again as i mentioned doesn't sing her own final verse 
That's right. And we haven't talked about those ooeys maybe enough. Oh. Because uh, this is, we, we talked about this in an episode that never aired, but with like Sweet right. Jane, where a lot of people were imitating uh, Lou Reed's sort of just natural sounds he makes as oohs and shit that he sure, does. Sure, that are kind of more ad-libbed, I yeah. imagine. And while I would argue that these aren't quite as ad-libbed, I would say that some of the cover versions where they they imitate the ooeys come off as just absurdly just unnatural. Flat. Yeah, it's tough because it's like it's in the lyrics. It's a lyric, but it's kind of it's not meant to just be something you said. Like yeah. it's something like you're. It's you're like, yeah. It's supposed to come like, from the the heart. It's supposed to be an emotional. It's a sound, kind of an. Ex- sound. I don't even know. Like I'm sure there's a term for it. Like I an don't exclamation. Know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but like no words to it. Yeah. You know, it's like hot oh, damn. So you really so it's 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 hard to to you really have to get that. Yeah, it's hard to that, synthesize put, that. Put that emotion into the. Into the sounds you make. It's mm-hmm. tricky. And not all the versions do that, that's for sure. Yeah. But this one does. This one does. Because, like, I, I would say this might even be, like, the emotional, like, masterpiece version where there's. And as I mentioned, like, this one kind of has more of a feeling. Like, it feels more like the dancing. So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's more feeling put into it that, that actually connects with the, with the lyrics in and, that way. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious because we talked on, on our Spoon episode about whether or not. You can cover your own song. So we talked That's about true. remixes versus we covers. Did. We did talk about that. And I, I said, no, you can't. It's like, you can't cover your own song, but it turns out maybe you can. Maybe you can. I mean, this is a cover of your own song, but a different version, version of your yeah. own song. I mean, technically, so she's covering the cover. Kind of covering her own song by way of Georgia Gibbs. Mm-hmm. But she cuts out that stupid part yeah. and puts in, I believe, another saxophone solo. God damn right. Great idea. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she t- cuts out the like lame part and just makes it better. Which so yeah, she she just she just um sorry double G. Yeah, sorry, Eddie James is out here. You got eclipsed. Fucking <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of that version. So from this one, we jump into I guess our last one from the sort of rock and roll era here. Yeah, Chubby Checker. You gotta dance with the Hendry. Chubby Checker, which I think was the uh, early 60s. I have 1963 as a tentative date. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I think it was early 60s. Not 100% on that. It was, well, when did Chubby Checker die? Oh, I don't know. Is it with uh, Buddy Holly, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, no, that's the big bop. Oh, yeah, okay. That's uh, this guy... fucking dude with fat in their <laughs> name. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but I believe, like, looking... I yeah, this was like just me trying to find like an album cover that I saw, but then maybe it was a single or something. I I'm not really sure, but I think it was the early 60s. Cuz I'm pretty sure he didn't he was like active 1959 to yeah, some later. Yeah, and this year. is this is just straight up rock and roll of that era at this point. This is Yeah, we've like we've a hit founding that father. It's This guy this Chubby Checker apparently popularized the limbo rock, but mm. I don't think he first recorded it. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a, he was a popular one from that era. That's kind of why I didn't look into him. I was like, it's Chubby Checker. Everybody knows Chubby Checker. It's followed by Psycho and Belgians in the Congo. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow, yep. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've been trying to find a way to shoehorn that in as soon as I saw Chubby Checker. Thank you. <laughs> and that was, that was the best I could do. It was still pretty sloppy. But So this one starts with uh, Horns. 
Yes. And there, it's a sort of classic blues riff done by sure. horns. Okay. And then we get... Then he's got like a little bit of a... He does intro. a yeah, he does vocal intro. intro. He says, I saw this crazy chick. He He's, says, I, I actually transcribed oh, this. Oh, oh, oh. I was at this here dance searching for romance when I saw this crazy chick crazy tell a chick. great big hick. That's a person. That's a person. I wasn't sure. I had to look up this language. I was like, is she lying? I thought maybe a hick was a you lie. Know what a telling is? a big No, I know what a hick is. <laughs> in terms of like I guess unsophisticated yeah. person, but I for some reason it didn't work the okay. first like I didn't click first time I heard it and I was like, is a hick a lie? Is she lying to people? No, 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 no. No, it's a person. And she says, "Hey, baby, this is what you got to do." And then I think he says to make me love you true. It's or two as two. in back, like yeah, as well. You love that me. That might be. It might have been two. Yeah. And then it, so the horn riff, so and this, then it, so this version is is from the perspective of of Chubby, Chubby, who's observing, who's quoting this this person talking to a hick named Hendry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, and I think he even actually goes on the second verse. He actually starts saying Henry, but, probably. Uh, and then the first he's like, "Go to dance with Hendry. Hendry." So he's talking about this is her talking to this other guy, and he's like, he's singing about what she's saying. Yeah. Um, this version, you can hear the drum, the bass a little more. Yeah. Um, the drums are straight, which mm-hmm. I know I wrote that down because it was right after I did the Elder Barber one where I had that. Right. This is back to the, um, which I guess we did just talk about. This is back to the, uh, to the straighter drums. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's actually, at least at first he's talking about her talking to Henry. Yeah. But halfway through, halfway yeah. through, she ditches Henry because he's such a hick and yeah. can't dance. And now she wants to dance with Chubby. Yeah. So now he's she's saying, dance with me, Chubby. And I assume he is reciprocating. Yeah. And this is, if you imagine these lines being sung by a pirate, it's very great. Too. Oh, oh, I was going to make a pirate joke, too. Damn it. <laughs> I cling to me, Chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Yar, dance with me, chubby. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this is so. Uh... This is this song is all about some weird old slang term pirates had for lap dances. I don't know. <laughs> dance with me, chubby. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was very funny that halfway through he's just like, nah, fuck it, this song's about Chubby now. <laughs> so he totally, he he now eclipses Henry. Yeah. Um, And he he takes over over this, li- uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say liaison. This is the sexual liaison. The sexual liaison. <laughs> and he... um. And he also talks about twisting, because apparently he was known for twisting. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Which is a kind of dancing. Hmm. Mm. Tell me more. No. Um, yeah, I like this version. It's He kind of picks up on the high energy of the Etta James version, but I think Chevy Checker is always just a kind of high energy guy. That's my understanding of his music. Yeah, I mean, he... It's really... He's known for, like, dancing and stuff, I believe. Yeah. So... I I believe he had a lot of that that energy going on, uh, and he he does. I mean, he has the the his lyrics are. Let me see. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I I should I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he does change the lyrics a little bit in the ooh-ooh-wee part. Right. Uh, that's where we learn that Henry is cold as cold can be. Uh. And that's why she ditches Henry. Because he's so cold. Cold. Um, Emotionally, right? No, physically. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you got hypothermia? Uh, his hands I don't want to deal with that. No, fuck that. He's a hick, so. He's, he's Hicks so, are cold, some cold as cold we hick. know. He's a cold know how to hick. dance. He is the wallflower, right? Because wallflower That's is tricky. like slang for somebody who doesn't like who, who just hangs out by the walls, particularly right. at dances. Doesn't doesn't dance. And so the singer is always saying, "Dance with me, Henry." And Henry's like, oh, "I'm scared of dancing." And he remains a wallflower. So yeah. This version is the tragedy version. Yeah, we're chubby not sexy. Swings in. <laughs> or more sexy. I want <laughs> maybe more sex. Maybe more sexual tension. I mean, if we're if we're going by pirate lingo, this is as sexy as it gets. Yeah, and we're talking about chubbies, like. <laughs> buddy this song is sexy there's a there's a horn solo in this one probably a sax solo whenever we get to the 50s i'm always like the horn it's a horn oh so many horns i'm i miss no there's still lots of horns they're coming back i think they're coming back especially nowadays it's so easy to do a horn and synthesize oh yeah that's true So yeah, this is a fun version. Yeah, good little dancey thing I with like a, kind of an exchange going on as she yeah, ditches. Where Henry actually gets ditched this time. That's right. Tragedy of Henry and Chubby. The tragedy of Henry's Chubby. <laughs> Told in one act. Uh, we don't have enough boner jokes on this show. No, we don't. I would love to see uh, more more covers. Uh, unfortunately, Chubby Checker's dead, but I would love to have seen him insert his Chubby <laughs> into, <laughs> into more covers. Uh, maybe we'll get to that. Maybe it's just a delayed like, Chubby. Yeah, maybe that's a like a, a thing he does with others. I don't want to. I don't want to state anything prematurely, but there may be more Chubby in our future. God, I hope so. Um, let's uh, talk about Sue Foley. In right, we're gonna jump forward to 2005. Canadian Sue treasure, Sue Foley. Foley, Canadian. history with sue foley she's, or was this no she's no? just a blues singer okay. i just like i should probably google she's her she's canadian like, canadian blues singer i was like cool i don't really know um her so this is like one of three modern versions we're gonna talk about yes so this is definitely modern blues yeah this is what i this is the sound that i think of when i think of modern blues yeah which is blues but like what much better production yeah like, higher production value blues electric guitars yeah which i mean electric guitars before uh but, anyway yeah i guess but i'm more like uh there's a more specifically electric sound to it maybe it's just more distortion or something like yeah. a different kind of distortion because uh, I, I i don't i don't know exactly what you mean but i because i know I, you are right like they were electric guitars yeah. back in the fifties, but I think they, yeah, like you said, uh, maybe it's more it's just distortion. The, the technology has evolved now, so yeah. it, there's more um, consistency because well, it's definitely not a clean uh, like signal coming yes. through on these ones. It's and this, the, everything is distorted in this version. Yeah, it's very distorted. There's an organ that mm-hmm. sounds. It reminds me of the Doors. Like, yeah, it's very like Manzarek sounding to me. Uh, in the background, kind of doing like a rhythmy thing. Um, obviously they're. Um, this one I heard the like, uh, what's the? Let me just I want to <laughs> hang on. 
So the guitar is um, it's like a the boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. So pretty bluesy. It's all it's very bluesy throughout. Yeah. This really really turns up the blues. Yeah, you got um, the like sort of louder sounding drums. I wouldn't say they were very different, but they did kind of have just louder. It, this is kind of a loud version. Yeah, and I think it might just be because it's 2005, and there were a lot of I I don't know this. This is what I've heard again. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like um, there was some controversy over a Metallica album, and like Rush had the band Rush, also Canadian. Who, of course, everyone knows Rush. Shout they're, out Rush. They're internationally popular. Um, but like they had like when they ca- their comeback album. Uh, we're back Vap- to Russia. Vapor Trails. That's it. <laughs> uh, uh, and the, their feedback album are kind of mixed loudly. Mm. There's loudness, and there's a whole loudness thing. I think this might have a bit of you that. You think this is part of the loud mix era? I think it was just kind of the trend at the time, and okay. I think this has a bit of that. But it, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about it. I'm not a huge like uh, audiophile or anything, so I'm not going to complain about it, but I think that might have been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the right time period. Um, but the other thing about this one yeah. is it is actually a cover of the original version. The very, like, it yeah, has, the very first, all, it's yeah. all roles, and she brings back the final verse. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think I, just because, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this, it just feels like, like a... Like, is there anything... It feels like something that I, a yeah. child of... Now, not, I'm not a child anymore. Oh, child a child, of, heart, of, a child of the early '90s who has that like kind of hipster spirit um, would do. It's like, oh no, this is the real original version. I can't speak for Sue Foley. I don't know what her attitude was, yeah. but that's the kind of thing that I would do, and and that's what I'm now apparently accusing her of doing. Well, maybe because this is presumably post Grammy Hall of Fame win for oh maybe for old Etta James. So what you're saying is this isn't. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't be throwing around random accusations? No, of... you definitely should. Oh, okay. if Sue Foley wants to get into a fight with us, that'll be good that, for that'll us. Be, that'll be great exposure. Be... So Sue Foley, yeah. get at us. Fuck you, Sue Foley. <laughs> and your bitch-ass band. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Calling you out. Um, Yeah, it's like she's a pretty good singer, to jump yeah. into it. Like, yeah. She's got a good voice. She doesn't try to be a 50s singer. That is definitely notable. Which at first I was like, what's the fucking point then? And then we jump to the next version we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is definitely, like, this is a super bluesified version. Now, I don't know if you picked up on this. At the end of the song, mm-hmm. there's something really low frequency in the background. Is it a bass guitar? Maybe. That's... But, like, it's super low, and I wasn't sure what it was exactly. I didn't pick up on it at yeah. all. I don't know. So all I picked up on was she says "roll on" a lot at the end. Roll on, roll on, roll on. And I thought that was good. I thought that was a smart thing. It's like this is a good version, but yeah. I I don't know if it entices me in any way. Um, it definitely doesn't have the same danceability as some of the '50s ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're not going for that. This is definitely a like indie blues from the aughts. Yeah. Song. I don't. So. I don't know if there's any sexual energy to this one either. That's a, I, that's not something I really thought about. Is there any fuck vibes? Um, Besides fuck you, Well, uh, I mean, Sue did you Foley? see the album artwork? It's real. Oh, yeah, her holding the guitar and giving us the old... And, like, and looking in our direction? Oh, oh. Yeah, goddamn, that's enough for any dude to just go wild. <laughs> a woman's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really something else. Really. Really, yeah. So, I mean, there's that, but 
and and the blues are a little little sleazy i think yeah but um i never uh, i don't know i don't know yeah, cause <laughs> I, I feel like know. at this point i don't know with these this modern version maybe all of these ones it's so disconnected from the original just by time that you lose that the fact that this song is about sex right cuz i mean listening to this song seem doesn't sound sexy really no. like from a modern context it's like yeah we're rolling whatever mm-hmm. like or like we're dancing fine but like this is the kind of thing that maybe wasn't played on the radio sometime because it was a little bit too much mm-hmm. like listening to the original versions i can tell that etta james thought it was about sex even if i don't like read that vibe as well like i can tell she, there's some sexual either overtones or undertones in is the way she's singing there, there are tones well, there, there are some tones. Sex tones. Sex tones. But with Sue Foley, it's, it's just like she's singing a blues song. I can tell it's a blues song. It from is her definitely singing. a blues song. I can't tell that it's about fucking. I think I can't really make this statement because I don't listen to a lot of modern blues. Right. Okay. But I'm going to make it anyway because I like That's what to. This podcast is about. This podcast bold is about claims with bold no claims evidence. And wild speculation. Um, if you look into the roots, and this is probably true of most music, if you look at the roots of blues, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hardship associated with that, and that's not so much true in the modern era, mm-hmm. uh, although we'd still play the, the um, style, the musical style. Um, so that, I'm not saying that that necessarily cheapens it, but it makes it something different. Right. Um, so, and obviously people have individual hardships. But it, it, it's in a different context now. Mm. So the feeling, the modern feeling is going to be very different. I forget where I started and I don't know where I'm going. So you're saying like, uh, so the, it loses the culture around it almost, right? Maybe. Now everybody just does music genres, like regardless of what their cultural background is or their upbringing, you could be a rich motherfucker and be like, I want to play the blues. And you could do that. Because there's so much access. Yeah, but back in the day, you did the blues because it was like it was more part of who you were growing up, or it was music you were surrounded by, and you're like, this is how I express my great pain from starving or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but now you're surrounded by everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose maybe that's a good a good read. Yeah, and I would, and I guess yeah, you do lose certain pieces of it, and it's hard to say. Beyond just like certain musical cues, what blues really is. Is it a way of life or is it just when you do 12 bars and somebody sings? Yeah, is it just maybe about being a little sad sometimes? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I certainly am not qualified to claim, make any claims about this. I- I'm the qualified to make several claims about the blues. <laughs> One, it's a color. <laughs> Two colors, it's at a, least. It's a, it's a whole uh, a whole painter's thing of colors. <laughs> a whole, whole palette, maybe. A whole, whole, like, chip. A whole whole lot of color. All right. So, anyway, decent version. Good blues time. Good blues time. I don't know if it's a standout for me, though. I think maybe amongst it's, the it's, modern versions. I would say, versions. like, of the versions we listen to, it's quite different. Different, because, for sure. Because the other ones didn't really go for that, like, specifically bluesy feel. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, at least not in that same way. So we, we want to talk about Jenny yeah. Boneja? Yeah, let's talk about Jenny Boneja. Hey, baby. This is what you have to do To make me love you too You've got to dance with me, Henry I Dance with me, Henry Rock with me, Henry I- Jenny Boneja on the ballroom no, shakers. It's probably Boneja. Um, 
It's see, this is real. This is like a throwback. What, yeah, what do we call the? What do we call? It? What's the term for fifties fetishist? I called it modern throwback. I'm sure there's another word. There's like they're not. Is uh, there really? There's gotta be. That's like oh, you who know, was president. You know our mutual high school friend Sam. She's a big uh, 1950s. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. Polka dots and red bows. Red and... bows. Because that's exactly what these guys are. They have even the the fucking like microphone in their Poodle photo. Poodle skirts. Poodle skirts. They're not. They're not fucking beatniks. They're not. Are, it's not just rockabilly, is it? I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, what, um, what, what you, you mean? Like maybe if you say it, I'll, I'll recognize it. But uh, you, the yeah, like the just the culture of people who pretend to be fifties bands, and yeah. dress up like the fifties, like try little, to be with the bright red lipstick. And yeah, the, uh, I think it might be rockabilly. Anyway, I fucking hate these people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing I, I I watched a bit of the music video. I just mm-hmm. skimmed it and um. The sound, it's weird seeing these sounds come out of an actual human. It's definitely, like, I don't know. I couldn't quite, like, it was a little bit jarring. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of got that high pitch to it. And, and there's a certain, certain tone that I can't describe mm-hmm. very well with words to the way they sing this. And it sounds fine if it's just, um, if it's just, uh... If you're just listening to it, but mm-hmm. watching someone sing it is is a whole other experience. So that that part was a little odd. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're watching like a if you actually think about some of the voices in in like dubbed anime, mm. they're like weirdly high. And if you heard a person say speak like that, it would be weird. Yeah, that's but right. it's fine coming out of Cartoons. like a cartoon character. So if this so, is a cartoon band, like like the yeah, gorillas. Yeah, these guys should be a cartoon band, is what I'm saying. These guys should. Uh, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I don't like rockabilly culture. No, the like throwback idea. This three, yeah, you know, there's so many of those covers where it's like, we took a song, we took Creep, but we pretended it was a big band from the fifties. Yeah. Great stop. <laughs> They're like, what if the, the fucking Uptown Funk You Up was done by fifties band? Wait a minute. I'm like, better idea. What if it wasn't? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Um, I don't really have a problem with that style personally. It can be fun know. sometimes, especially if it's more on the like dancey side. And then, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of like things that are for dancing, you can dance to and then forget about it. Like, I guess not necessarily. You don't necessarily have to have a, re- uh, uh, an ongoing relationship with it. But uh, I definitely see that some of the throwback stuff, like I. Uh, so sometimes it feels like there are ways you could maybe incorporate that style yeah. without having to rely on uh, be, it being a novelty. Exactly. I th- yeah, I think that's maybe my point. Is I just hate the novelty. Because it feels like a novelty, and you're like, are we? Is this a joke? Is this a fucking joke to you? Yeah. And then these people are like always <laughs> dressing up like that, and I'm like, guys, the fifties were not great. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things about the six fifties. Fifties. Negative. negative. A lot of, there are a lot of negative things about, about tons. The 50s. Um, Particularly this one... all the fucking novelty bands that spawned. <laughs> that's right. Fuck you guys. I'm putting you on blast. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing about the fifties. <laughs> you fucking bricks. <laughs> um, it's very instrumentally similar to the Ed James cover. Yes. We get the horn, yes. the, the sort of staccato it's horns. It's sped again. up as yeah. well. Um, it also has the drums. Yeah. So it brings back those jazz drums. Um, yeah, but like really, it's very similar to the Ed James cover. So. So, kind of both of these two modern versions we talked about. One is the original Edda James version. Yeah. One is the Edda James cover. And, uh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. They're, 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 
spreading it out anyway. She does a big um, uh, like vocal dance with me, Henry. Is there a the call and response pause. in this? Is there a, no no dialogue a, in no, this there's one? There's no dialogue. Um, there is a guitar part uh, playing alongside the saxophone, but it's right. like a really low guitar. I almost thought it might be like a bass that was being played high. Okay, but probably not. Probably not because they would use a stand-up bass. Oh, they would. You're right. Fucking freeze. <laughs> Fucking sickos. <laughs> I have a weird vendetta. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because one time I was at a Peter and the Wolves concert and Peter fucking like pushed me and didn't apologize or anything. And I've just been mad about that. For what? Years. <laughs> he's just he's like trying to get by and even say excuse me. He's just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm Peter from Peter and the Wolves. I don't know. Oh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Peter. That's yeah, Peter two grudges wolves. to call out here. Peter and the Wolves, fuck y'all. <laughs> Sue Foley, fuck you too. Damn, this is and also and also just just rockabilly in general, fuck y'all. Style music. This is a this is a heavy episode. This for, is when we we for, make our strides is, as public enemy. <laughs> so we're we need we need of white weirdos. We're, we're waiting for the diss tracks. You know what? You fifties people are probably all white supremacists. I'll say it right now. Ooh. Fuck you. <laughs> Alright, so this this episode's heating up, but it's also <laughs> almost over. Should we move into our final song now? Um yeah, did I have anything else to say about this? No, yeah, she does a big dance with me, Henry, and then the instruments they kind of stop and then they pick up again and then finishes. I just wanted to point that out that that's the okay. finisher on this that's one. Cool. That's the end. Um oh and I hate her ooeys on this one. They like I said, she kinda had that like I don't even I know. I hated what, them on Sue's the, too. The, the, <laughs> the quality of like that kind of high voice that's kind of old sounding. I know people sound like that though. I have mm-hmm. talked to people who sound like that. So I hate to knock it. Mm, yeah. But like the sound it's the voice that I would associate with like with the fifties yeah. for some reason. I don't know why, but it's a higher voice. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Not I a fan know. of it. Let's talk about the street rats from possibly twenty thirteen. Possibly twenty thirteen. Um so this one when they talk about the cats balling, they come in with Ah-oo-ah, ah-oo-ah. Yeah. Which kind of sounds more like a dog. A dog, sounds. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, I don't like this lady's awoo's either. Awoo-ah, Not the backup ones, they were fine, but she does, you know, for a woo 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 Hit the boogie, let the let out, or whatever the line is. Henry, you ain't fooling me. Yeah, that's the this one. This one is a walking bass. Ooh. There's always Take something for a that I bass. like. Yeah. Um, this one's got the dialogue is back on this one. We got a dude who sounds like he's talking through a radio. Yes, he sounds weird. He's kind of distorted. It sounds um, almost like uh, the song clip, "Waiting" maybe? by by Pink Floyd. Sure. Where he's on the like the PA system. Oh yeah. He's like the black hat or something. The other thing about this one is, well, it's a cover of the original version, so That's it's right. "Roll with Me, Henry." Mm-hmm. Um, and then. In like somewhere in the middle, the other voice like joins in, and they're like kind of singing together. Yeah, which... we get some yeah low and high backup vocals as well on this one. Some people yeah. either did just low or just mm, high. That's true. So we get some vocal harmonies in that sense. There's also I don't didn't couldn't find much on the street rats. No, I couldn't find um, them in anything. But there's one part that seemed weird because she sounds like she maybe has a bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. Don't know where from. But then when she says lead, she says it like lead. Lead. <laughs> Uh, like that was just like a sudden like what why because it's i don't know it was weird yeah it was, it was unexpected it's unexpected it is uh um, yeah and i don't know so i guess no one picked up on that no like, I, so 
Yeah, sometimes, I don't know, people say a word weird and it just makes it in. Yeah, and I, I just, I it's don't know, it was kind of jarring. It's but... like all the times I say 12 bars blue on this one. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's all making it in this time. Just leave a little marker. Yeah. Boop, um, Roll on is a note I took. It's just roll on and an exclamation point. I'm sure they say roll on a lot of the end. Last night I said to myself, I will understand this. Today, I do not understand this. Well, roll on is a line from the song. I don't know if you remember. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> so maybe it's in reference to that. I hope that did, helps. Did she exclaim at any point? She go like, roll on. Probably. I think that maybe has some of them end. Okay, because there's also, I think, a, a, a violin or fiddle solo in this one. There is. There's a violin uh, solo over the, there's a piano playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of piano in this version. Yeah, that's right. I this one's like that. exclusively piano and bass for the most part. I can dig that piano. And then there's a violin solo. Yeah. And there's a little fun little piano outro. This song's four minutes long, this version. This is a long version, and I didn't dig into it enough to figure out why. Because I don't is there know. There's just like solos and an outro. Yeah, I think it's the solos and outro. Because usually I'll like, I'll like keep listening and be like, it. hey, what what did they put into this version? That yeah, it's so damn long. It's but, yeah. But yeah, I assume it's just more solos. I I should have uh, listened to it more closely. I guess. But I didn't. This one loses the rock blues kind of edge that most versions have. Because it is just piano and the bass. Okay, what would you call this one? Do you have another like? I guess it's kind of got that? an old-timey vibe to it, which yeah. is not really a genre. This one is... I thought this one was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it, it definitely sounded different from the other ones. Um, but I don't know exactly why. It's like instrumentation for sure, because most of them usually have at least like some brass instruments. That's true. A guitar. Lot of like, um, like maybe not big band, but like yeah, definitely but like horns. Like you get some kind of horn in there. Yeah. This one is like probably the most stripped down version, honestly, because there's barely even drums or anything in it. It's just mm. the piano and the bass. True. I'm actually not sure there's any drums in this version. I cannot comment on that. It's possible. And that I didn't notice. You get a lot of you get the interesting kind of radio take on the the male vocals, which is a very a much more modern thing. Like I said, it reminds me more of Pink Floyd than any other. Yeah, and I mean, specific doing artist. that kind of vocal processing is so easy these days. Yeah, and you got yeah, so you got these multiple harmonies. It's yeah, it's a standout piece for sure. But I don't know where I would place it in a genre, like a piano and bass. I guess a walking bass, like jazz. True. Although there was um, like, uh, when we had Ruby on, she said a lot of genres that I. I had no idea what she's talking about. Oh, like chill wave know. and yeah. I don't. I don't really know genres, so I'm not gonna uh, pretend like that's a like me not being able to categorize this is a huge thing. Yeah, not a bad version. So let's no, break this down into our, into three categories. I love adding a bonus category. Oh yeah, the bonus category is fun. I'm glad <laughs> Ruby suggested it. Yeah. Um. Fucking. So obviously, best song, worst song. And sexiest song. Sexiest song. Oh, oh so you got you you uh, got us to think about it ahead of, time. ahead of time. I started playing it in. It came to me halfway through, but okay. So um, let's talk. Uh, do you have these ready, or should I jump in first? Uh, yeah, you go. You go with your so your favorite, for, and we'll see uh, how much I agree with it. Yes, for best, I think. Interestingly enough, like I'm a big fan of the Chubby Checker version. Sure, but. I really, really like sort of my own story or like what I believe to be the case with Etta James' cover of Georgia Gibbs' version. I think it's a like she comes in strong with the energy. She does it all by herself, except for I, I should probably doesn't play the instruments, but vocally she handles right. the whole load. 
it's a high energy piece like you said it has this sort of like like it's an actual dance going on vibe to it i think it's and it comes in two minutes like it's in and out it's i think a very strong version i think my favorite i love that version so much it's definitely also my favorite <laughs> it's so fucking good. it's such a yeah like usually when i start i'll start listening to the songs in the background you know get a feel for the for everything and yeah. then start listening to them more in depth uh, and take some notes for this but like that was the one i just like kept dancing to it yeah it's like it's an actual dance song it's it's, it's really awesome really awesome version yeah. and it's uh, interesting that she managed to like i think surpass herself and also like the the more popular version of her own thing yeah so awesome thing i it, don't know exactly the story behind it but awesome implied story um awesome version and really just kills it yeah just fucking nails it let's let's hit it with the worst version number zero number zero for me as this might not be any surprise given how hard I, I i fucking rallied against these people is jenny boneha and the ballroom shakers oh yes fuck you guys <laughs> i'm sorry you're probably fine and this is just an unreasonable phase i'm going through but fuck y'all this version <laughs> offers nothing new it just idolizes a bygone era by producing a, a same result i wrote down like is this a royalty song which is my new term for songs that are just covered again for royalty's sake sure. to like do cheaper versions of it and that's how it came off to me and i think it's i don't know it's a fart sure sure i didn't hate that version um but i'm struggling to think of what like my lowest one was the one I'm least likely to listen to again, probably the Goons version. Sorry, the Goons. But, like, it existed for its own reason, but it just hasn't aged. Aged, aged well at all. Um, but I do like the that they did such wild things with the instruments clearly, in that version. Clearly, um, I think it was successful, though, in what it was doing. That's not my least favorite yeah. version. But it's probably... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put it in, in, in the running. And I'm having trouble with this. Um, like, I would honestly, like... I want to say Georgia Gibbs. That's what I was going to say. So, but I'm, I'm hesitant mm -hmm. because it was kind of important. And I think if it hadn't happened, we wouldn't have gotten the second Ed of James version and a lot probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of the other good versions that we like. Yeah, that's so fair. As much as I'm going to say it's, my, I am going to say it's my least favorite, but I do think it's important that it existed yeah well it's like honestly a lot of these covers are pretty respectable even even if i shit on jenny boneha on them that's just my own right weird mind yeah being hateful but like there was no real standout bad versions compared to some of some of the to, weeks we've yeah, done to some weeks we've done like there's uh, like even elder barber like not the best yeah some version, of it was but, awkward but like it's fine yeah it's like it's it's fine it's a it's an okay cover and i guess like the argument, a good argument for Georgia Gibbs being not the best version of this song is that it thrived on removing the, like, the sexuality from this song. Like right. Sterilizing it a little. Right. And, and then the, the Etta James version, the second Etta James version, took the same lyrics, mm -hmm. the changed lyrics, but still managed to put the energy back in. Exactly. It. So, yeah, that would be, I guess, my argument for, for your choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad we see eye to eye again. Again, thank God we have two like-minded white dudes discussing music written by black people and covered by a bunch of people. Nice. We're the most qualified for this. Also, if you're a human being who's, I don't know, wants to guest on this show and you're not a complete nutcase, holler at me on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, we're small enough that we can do that. It's, it's, it's yeah, and I like taking our studio into your homes and then robbing all your nice liquor. 
JK, we've never done that yet. No, we've never done that. <laughs> we usually drive separately, so. You could be the first, though. <laughs> yeah, usually we got to drive. But uh, so let's talk the sexiest version of this song. Sexiest version. Is of it this the song. Goons? I think it's the Goons. <laughs> I know that's a joke answer, but <laughs> it's a joke. It's if I'm being legit. Um, I mean, there's a good case for the Etta James cover. She's got that raw energy. Yeah, and like that's also present on the original track. I would say any of the modern releases don't really carry that. Chet Atkins' version is just devoid of sexuality. So. <laughs> uh, Chubby Checker, maybe, just because we're talking about Chubby so much. Def- I would say his is probably maybe the most explicit about it. Yeah. Because he's... He is, changed the roles around and it's now like he's the man and That's he's right. like moving in on henry's game yeah that sound sound about right that sounds about right does he move yeah. in or is does she just move to chubby because chubby's so naturally well it's, it's like this chubby's aura expands <laughs> so even though he doesn't necessarily go to her right his energy envelops her uh. and pulls her in so his his body isn't there, but he is he is physically he's, going to he, her. He's dominating the whole in dance a sense floor. because of you know. I mean, he's have you seen him twist? I haven't. I, I haven't. But, I probably never will. I'm I'm scared what I might do if I see it. If, yeah, if I see Chubby Checker start twisting, it'll be like a like a dog in heat. So as much so so definitely you get that raw energy. You get you get the energy uh, from from the second Ed James version, but the Chubby version that's the only version that actually intimidates me. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. That's a good call. I'm, I'm going to stick with the goons. Fuck it. <laughs> I think goon is a good term for a, a, just a weirdo who's into sex too much, too. It's the real goon. <laughs> Fuck yeah, get goons. it, the goons. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they get some freaky stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Who knows? It could it's, be anything. It's open to sexual interpretation. Mm, and that's, that's what I that's like. That's what I like. Um, so yeah, that was our uh, roundup of the song, The Wallflower Brackets Roll With Me, Henry. If you guys have any differing opinions or want to shout at us for being right, hit me at Twitter, Jake the Cressy, uh, hashtag cover me pod. Cover me pod. P-O-D. Don't cover me. <laughs> unless, again, you want to talk to us about being covered in semen, which we're open to. But, like, talking about it, not necessarily <laughs> covering you in semen. <laughs> we... We haven't discussed that. We haven't discussed, when the Patreon goes up, you know, and we start. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one, one of the goals, tiers will be, will we'll come jizz on you. <laughs> or send you jizz to cover yourself Yeah, you also have to pay in. us. So, I don't, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll, see, we'll, we'll discuss the jizz contract. Um, we're going to move into our bonus segment. Bonus segment. Which was unplanned, but today it's just, uh, what have you been listening to recently, Alex? What have I been listening to yeah, recently? What's on the old playlist? Um, I have been listening to um, this song. I don't know if you've heard it. It's called The Wallflower. Oh, yeah. Um, brackets. <laughs> Dance with me, Henry. Or sometimes roll with me, Henry. It oh, was originally oh, yeah. written by... Um, by Ed, Or not written. Sorry. Originally performed and co-written oh, by yeah. Edda James. Who was the other writer? Um, I don't remember. the. It's like... Was it's it the guy who Thurl sings... Thurl Ravenscroft? I, I wish. No. It's yeah. the other guy who, uh, who sings on the track uh i if you've heard it before i don't know uh it was actually in back to the future uh in the background of the of the scene where where in uh, the background of back to the future yeah yeah background to the future the scene where crispin glover i've heard of that gets a gets a milkshake and he's like no milkshake he just just gets milk chocolate and then he slides it down and then he walks over and he says you're my density um that movie fucking slaps (laughs) 
so that's what I've been listening. That's, that's exclusively what actually, you've been listening no, to. Uh, <laughs> um, something that I've been meaning to get back to and listen to a little bit. Jack White released a new album. Oh yeah. So I like started it, but then kept getting distracted. So I've listened to a bit of it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah, Jack White's really hit or miss for me. Even with his uh, like Lazaretto was the last one, right? Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like I listened to that one for a long period of time, and like I've absorbed nothing from it. You right. could... I liked Lazaretto. Yeah, I did. Um, it's definitely. I mean, if you go back to like White Stripes, which maybe that's very different, but it's a lot simpler. Like it's very okay, yeah. kind of. I don't know if it's necessarily stripped down, but I think the idea was it was very basic mm-hmm. you know it's still only two people obviously right and there's a lot more production going on in uh in his solo stuff right and i don't necessarily dislike that but it's definitely different okay and yeah. um i haven't formed an opinion on it yet but uh yeah that's what i, what I was listening to what have you been listening to i'm listening to uh what the fuck have oh the new uh open mic eagle uh ep lp ep ep is the shorter one right yes extended yeah. play extended but play. it's extended Version of a single, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. As opposed to a long play. Uh, yeah, and a long play, yeah, is your standard album. But extended yeah. plays can have multiple tracks on them, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he released a new EP. Uh, what is it called? When I think it's called When I Try to Relax. What happens when I try to relax? And it's, it's just six tracks. It's good. He's uh, just a great rapper, in my opinion. I haven't, uh, I haven't heard him before. Oh, he's... Uh... <clears throat> Like he's, I guess he's kind of like underground. He's also, Ooh. I think the name Open Mike Eagle is because he also does comedy, like open mic. The name you, is you can do like Michael Eagle. singing, or you can do like performing open mic. Though. Yeah, as well. But I think he actually does. Oh, comedy. really? Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been listening to, as well as just obviously covers of this song, "The Wallflower." Have you heard of it? Um, brackets so roll with me, Henry. Who's it by? Uh, it's by Etta James. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think was that on the Back to the Future soundtrack? It, it was actually in Sister Act too. Oh, <laughs> by which I mean the first Sister Act right, as well. <laughs> it plays when something happens in Sister Act, and that song's in the background. Right. Yeah. In, in the scene where where they're um, we're uh, Sister Act. Yeah, we're Wh- Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That's her name. Uh, you know, teaches the nuns how to to rock and roll, presumably. Dance with me. To dance. Henry? Me, Henry. I don't know what version is in that. It's, I think it's the original because it's listed on the Wikipedia page. That makes sense. Um, have I been listening to anything else? I listen to a lot of Frank Turner in the car. Like That's a pretty standard oh, rotation yeah. thing for me. That's true. Me too. It's almost like we have similar tastes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what can you taste right now? Just, what's, what's, just in the old, what's, what's on the old tongue? Not a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral too. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's cool. The other cool. thing I've been listening to a lot of is Laura Nero. I don't know who that is. She's a like she singer-songwriter from the 70s. Oh. If you've ever heard the song Eli's Coming or no. Wedding Bell Blues. Nope. Those are, I believe, both originally by her. Although, yeah. Who's the one you got with fucking Al Stewart? Is that the guy? Al Stewart. Did? Yeah, I've been yeah. listening to some of him, too. Oh, yeah. Just the one album with Sirens of Titan on it, but it's a good album. It is. The uh, modern modern times. Yeah, I believe it's called modern cool times. Stuff. Also, I picked up because it was on sale. Um, Odyssey and Oracle, the zombies, mm-hmm. at um, at Sunset Records. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was like, it was under twenty dollars. So oh fuck yeah! Pretty good. Jump pretty on good. that. Um, and I like Odyssey and Oracle. And the other thing was on Halloween, I decided to. Uh, my roommates and I were playing. Uh, betrayal at the house 
at the house at house uh, on at the house hill. On, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, which is a game that I've had a lot of mixed experiences with. This was probably my best game I've ever played because mm-hmm. it went really well. Um, but I also put on Lace and Whiskey because I figured oh, it was of all the Alice Cooper albums, it was the least appropriate to listen to on Halloween. Perfect. And how'd that go? <laughs> um, afterwards, my one roommate said, "Did you play it already?" And I said, "Yes." We just listened to the whole first half of of that record. <laughs> Yep, that's my favorite part about putting on music. I was like, yeah, we listened to the whole thing. Whole thing. It all played. <laughs> He's like, oh, I thought it was just one song. Okay. So that's been the episode. That was our bonus segment. That's been the whole episode. Uh, cover me. Like, follow us on iTunes. We're on Spotify now too. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Leave a review. Write something about us. Leave five stars because we try hard, or leave four because you're being honest. If I see anything less. Then two stars, so I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> In fact, if I see two stars, I'm gonna be pissed. But uh, tell your friends about us. Talk to me on Twitter. Ask us questions. Uh, as we always say on this podcast, cover with me, Henry. I already used the cover with me joke in the intro. As we always say on this podcast. Oh fuck! Throwing it to me. <laughs> yes. Don't cover me, Henry.